turn on the um, you know the red lights. Those aren't there mm -hmm. behind. I think behind Peter's head could have been Lumen Peter. There you go. Matriksha Mangalam, Mangalam Bhakta Brindebio Sarva Lokaya Mangalam, Om Stapakaya Chadarmasya Sarvadharma Sarupine, Avatara Varishtaya Ramakrishnaya Mangalam, Om Sarashiva Samarambam Shankaracharya Madhyamam, Ashmarachara Prayantam Vande Gurum Paramparam, Om Guru Brahma Guru Vishnu Guru Devo Mahishwara, Guru Devo Param Brahmantasma Shri Guru Vidamaha, Om Badra Kalye Namo Nityam Saraswatye Namo Namaha Veda Viranga Veranta Vijasthani Bhya Evacha Sri Ganesha Sharada Guru Bhyo Namaha Hari Om So after several weeks When was it? When did we, the last two weeks? Last, week, last one was in Navaratri And before that we spoke about Navaratri and before that, we had took a week off to talk about, to prepare for Navaratri. So I guess it's been a month. That's good. It seems a little hot, but a little farther away. Before, it's too good equipment now. <laughs> it's good. <clears throat> so we were, this is a continuing our discussions on the Kali Sahasranama, Thousand Names of Mother Kali. And the verse we are working on, where is it? Verse 28. And I'll recite the verse 28 just so you can get the feel and hear the names. Aparna nischaya lola sarva vija tapasvini ganga kashi shachi sita sati satcha parayanam. So remember, we're. we're So many nice names. And the, and the Parna Nischaya Parna member is a little backup is uh, Sati during her, no, Parvati during her austerity, where she ate, was fasting. In order to get Shiva as her husband, she fasted and eventually was eating only leaves that fell from the, uh, from the from naturally from the trees and then finally without leaves, Aparna. That's the, of course we gave other interpretations, but aparna nischaya nischala nischala means that which doesn't move, and this cluster of names has a lot to do with the Pimalayas, Parvati. Um, she who comes from the she who comes out of the body, the Kundalini symbolism of she who's born from the mouth. And this nischala has some flavor to that, and then Lola, Lola was the lowling tongue. We talked about the Raktabija and all those interesting stories about the uh, Ma's tongue. And then uh, Sarva Vidya, that she is all forms of knowledge, all sciences, all technique, like this, all, every manifestation of knowledge is her manifestation. And Tapasvini, she who is the great, does 
the great uh, performer of austerity. And of course, this also relates to her name as Aparna and Parvati, because she did so much austerities in order to attain Shiva as her husband. We gave some talk discussion about that. But we talked a bit more about tapasya in general and how Devi, how she herself creates out of her own being through tapasya. And then last time we spoke on Ganga, we gave just one, one class just on the name Ganga. Because Mother Ganga, the Holy River, has so much meaning and so much form. And so, like Ganga, today's name, the next name, is related to Ganga. Kashi. <clears throat> so, Peter, you went to you went to Varanasi, right? Mm -hmm. You've yeah. been you you've been to, you've been you've been to India. Many, you've been did you ever go to Kashi? You never been to Kashi. Oh my goodness. You ever been to India? Kashi, uh, Banaras, uh, Varanasi. It's the same city, Kashi, Banaras, and Varanasi. It's not the same. You've been, you've been once, yeah. Luckily, I've been several, t I've been many times. I, can't, uh, uh, I, have, uh, a very, I have a, I can't say a love hate, I have only a love relationship, but I have a love fear relationship with Kashi. It can be, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough town. <laughs> That's all you can say, you know. But it's a it's a divine town. I mean, it's here. You can imagine it's divine. Ma, it's here saying this is a form of Ma, Ma of Kali. But it's not just a form of Ma. It's also a form of Kali. And Kali's can be tough. <laughs> so it's it's a tough town also. Uh, but I think Kashi and so Kashi Ganga are always together. They're 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 almost. That's why it's in the same verse. The same Kashi Ganga, uh, Kashi Ganga Shachi Sita. You know the the the, the flow of the names. Um, and it's probably the most important city along the Ganga, the holy city. Ganga starts, of course, in high... I mean, we, we, last week or last month, we talked how Ganga comes down from the heavenly realms through the Milky Way, and then, you know, how she descends into... and comes into the Himalayas and then flows down. So the, if you could trace the places where she, where she comes down, or where she comes out of... where she be, we begin to notice the rivulets coming out of Shiva's Jatta, is known as the Himalayas, his, his matted locks. Uh, uh, Gomuk is the most famous, right? That's when we think, oh, the source of the Ganga is Gomuk, or Gangotri. Gangotri used to be the source of the Ganga. They built a beautiful temple to Ganga Devi there. Uh, but then, because the Ganga is coming from a, there she comes from uh, a glacier, right? And the glacier has receded. Of course, glaciers adjust, but she's receding dramatically. I mean, she's gone back um, the last couple hundred years tremendously. And of course, with the uh, dilemma that seems to be going on, many people think it is, it, it's speeding up. So there's a great danger whether the Ganga, at least the original source of the Ganga, will, will last. It's interesting because we mentioned last, last time also that the Ganga has a birth, has a lifespan. I forget what it was like, 10,000 divine years. I forget the number. I don't have my notes from that from, from last month. right? And, and I mentioned that that is judged by divine, by righteous years. right? So the more righteous people live, the longer the Ganga stays. right? And so that can be interpreted in many ways. But it's said that eventually the Ganga will stop. It won't flow eternally. She comes for a period of time to give blessings. And I was thinking there's another holy river that we're very attached to, the Narmada. And there the scriptures say that she'll last forever, for all eternity. She won't try up. And essentially most of the rivers that even their, their, um, their hymns and their legends and their origin myths all deal with, oh, she's come down to earth for, 
for one yuga or for ten yugas and then she'll return back to heaven or something like this uh, the Narmada she comes to earth and she'll stay in earth she'll never leave and I think maybe the Brahmaputra may also be no the, 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 the Sony River I think also is one that is also listed as it will never she'll heal one of the few male rivers the Sony River she exactly was attempted to be married to Narmada but it didn't go well they had a a uh, court battle <laughs> between Narmada and uh, and and Sone. Um and but interesting because Sone River and Narmada come from the same place. They come from the same hill, right? And but they come from uh, from underground springs, not from glaciers. The rivers that are are listed that will only last a certain amount of time are rivers that have a limited. I mean that 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 that, that limit is was seen by the sages that there will be a time. So of course the drying up of the Ganga, we can imagine the the the, the civilizational shift that, that could entail, you know, for sure. Because uh, you know, you see, when the Saraswati dried up, the whole Vedic tradition major shift, right? And it's like I mentioned last time, it's then it switched to the Ganga Yamuna basin from the in before it was the Indus Saraswati basin, then it switched to the the Ganga uh, Narmada uh, basin but so in so the Ganga so the, the holy cities along the Ganga it starts at Gangotri and then goes down then we have Hadwar right where is where she comes down to the plains where it becomes a, a gentle a gentler river and then it moves along and then the next major Chaitra most major place is is um is uh, uh, um I think first it hits uh, Allahabad first. I think I think uh, the Prayag, is one of the important Prayags. There's many Prayags. There's Deb Prayag and Rudra Prayag, and all these rivers meet, and slowly they go to build the Ganga. All these streams come together and become the Ganga, and then finally at in Allahabad and and Prayagraj, uh, they join just as the Yamuna, and then at one time maybe or maybe even still now, mystically or subterraneally, the Ganga the Saraswati uh, um, uh, also joins there. But then the, the big city that it comes to is the most important city for religious conception is that of, of Kashi. Kashi, uh, with the other names of Kashi is Banaras and, and Varanasi. So Kashi, so I mean, so it, 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 the name Kashi is, the name of a city is in, is in the Sasaram. So the, maybe it's the benefit of just saying the name Kashi is saying one of Kali's names and therefore purifying Right, so thinking about Kashi, meditating on Kashi must be purifying. Uh, there is a um, a whole category of hymns um, called um, Mahimna uh, literature that de- describes like the glories of a place, like the Gita. Uh, like the, there's a Bhagavat, Shiva uh, Mahimna, hmm? like that's the glories of Shiva. So there's there's a category of medieval texts on the glories of Kashi. And um, uh, our friend Trisho, uh, Dr. Travis Smith, he's a Sanskrit scholar, we know him as Trisho, that his, his doctoral work was on this category of literature. And I remember he was, he's always going to Benares in order to look for the last little scraps of the, the, the decomposing manuscripts, uncopied manuscripts of these ancient texts or medieval texts. And I always said, why don't you come to Allahabad? It's like two hours away. Three hours, at that time, three hours away. Now, two hours away. The road's a little better. Two hours away, you know. 
And his, his answer is he'd always quote, because he's an expert at these hymns, so he'd always quote from verse that translated. And one of the verses he liked to send me, or he sent me at least once or twice, he says, Upon attaining Kashi, one should immediately break one's ankles and shatter one's kneecaps, something like that, <laughs> to guarantee that one won't leave Kashi. <laughs> right? So once getting there, why would you leave? That was the thing, right? That, that it's so divine. That that you once attaining it, one should one should take any steps necessary that one wouldn't even by accident leave Kashi, right? So divine. Of course, there's another reason for this: is Kashi is connected with it's believed that's Mukti Dham. We'll go into that a little later. That if you die in Kashi, you'll attain liberation, right? And there's no guarantee if you die out of Kashi that you'll attain liberation. But there is lots of guarantee that if you die, the belief is that you die in Kashi, you'll attain liberation. And therefore, once you get there, you've gotten there, don't leave. What if you die? What if on the way to Al-Habad, you get in a car accident and die? <laughs> no guarantee. <laughs> right, so that's that, that idea. And then I joke with him, as like, you know, he's a scholar from, I think, I, I forget what, he wasn't, maybe he was at Berkeley at that time and not some other school. But, you know, it's like, he'd go there for three months of study to, to do research. And then he'd leave Kashi without breaking his legs to go back to school. So I was like, if you can leave Kashi to go back to school, you can leave Kashi to, <laughs> to visit me in Alhava, <laughs> take a bath in the real holy. We'd have a fight on which, which, which is the greatest holy place, and he knew all the verses. So, of course, I always point out, and always point out, that Allahabad is called Tirtaraj, the king of holy places. And so all I have to say is, like, no, no, I'm not, we're, nobody's doubting the holiness of Kashi, but. Allah is Tirtaraj, the king of all the places. He has to reassert that again and again, you know. But um, but by scripture, he has a he has a good he has a good um, uh, a good argument. So Kashi, the word Kashi, uh, um, uh, um, has a meaning of like a shining, and so often you hear maybe you've seen like oh it's a city of lights. I think they're the they're the famous a very famous book by Diane Eck called Benares, the City of Lights. That's her, that was her doctoral thesis on the glory of Benares. Uh, scholar at... Um, where is Diane Eck? Is she a virgin? Hmm? Not a virgin. It's like, it's like it's Harvard or it's one of the big... They have, they have a big... She's, her big thing right now is this... Um, um, or now... When I was in Berkeley, her big thing was this uh, 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 religious pluralism program that there was a huge a huge study of religious pluralism that she was she was she was uh, funding or heading but anyways uh, it was her fam very famous it's a very valuable book it's the, the classic book scholarly book but, but very readable at the same time so it's an old city right it, it, it's there's evidence that it goes back 10,000 years so that's old right and of course there is ruins of older cities Right. Even in India, even the neighborhood is probably ruins of older cities, but they're no longer cities, or they weren't always cities. There were cities, then they're destroyed and forgotten, and then people build over it, and somebody's putting a new library and they put a foundation. They find, oh my God, there was a city here, and you find evidence of, of a, of, of a, some, uh, some ancient town, uh, but it seems that there it's been a continuous city. There's been, it's been an unbroken residency as a holy city for thousands of years, maybe 10,000 years. That's the, that's the number that's it's an impressive number, right? Um, it may, you know, it depends on who's, what scholar you'll talk to. You'll say, oh, there's evidence really doesn't go that far back or something like that. 
Legends is that it's an eternal city, or, or very close to it. It came down, it, it descended to Earth a long time ago, right? Uh, um, but it, it was supposed to be 10,000 years. <clears throat> There's a very famous quote that I wrote down, copied down, that it's like the, the famous uh, quote by Mark Twain about Benares. When he went to India, he has his journals there. He's um he had a very interesting. You know, Mark Twain's a very edgy writer, and a outspoken atheist, right? And 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 a critique of religion like that. But he actually liked, it. and he met a lot of important saints in India and was impressed by them, right? And uh, um, but he's he was so he's such a witty person. So everything he said is is, is like witty. So he made a statement about um, uh, the famous quote: "Benares is older than history." older than tradition, older even than legend, and looks twice as old as all of them put together. <laughs> it's, a, it's old, <laughs> and it looks really old, you know. And he also met, I think he met, uh, there that uh, maybe there's a saint that Holy Mother met, Swami Bhaskarananda. I think maybe it's one of the saints at uh, Nagababa that he met, some famous people that he had some experiences there. The, the the idea of Kashi, I have a guru by some, uh, um, my friend Carlos, uh, guru, my brother disciple Carlos. Um, all the pictures of our Guruji were taken by him, so if you have most of the, you know, the, the nice pictures. Um, but he has, he's done a little writing that, that at a time of need, the, um, uh, the eternal ka ka Kashi, the eternal city of Kashi, descended from the spiritual realms, right, and landed in, onto this plane until a certain point when when the Kali Yuga is too deep or something like that, so the legend goes, it will go back to the heavenly realms, leaving nothing. Right? That the, it, it remain while this world will be destroyed. Even at the end of time, this world the, the causal waters are dist will destroy name, form, planets, universes. Right? At the end of Yugas and Kalpas and Manvantars and like the days of Brahma. But Kashi will remain. There's another city, also the same type of spiritual city, is Jagannath Puri in Orissa. That's also, they have a similar idea, is that when the waters of dissolution destroy, not just the planet, but the world, Kashi floats on those waters. And when the world is, when the universe is put together, Kashi again, I mean, um, um, uh, Puri again descends. So Kashi is the same way. It again descends. Uh, uh, even at the end of time, Kashi is, is it's not just old, it's eternal. Uh, so that's a very nice, and it's believed that it sits. Uh, if you ask sadhus, I mean, I've asked sadhus. I oh, tell me something about Kashi. He's drinking tea at a, at a chai stand, and, and very often they say, oh, it's on the tip of uh, Shiva's trishul. It rests. So there's a a cosmic geogra geological trishul that right, and on the the center. I think it's the center spoke. Let me double check. Yeah, the center spoke. Kashi sits, right. And this is interesting why it's connected to Kali also, right? On the, um, the northern spoke is Omkareshwara. Omkareshwara is an island shaped like an Om in the middle of the Narmada River. Right? Very amazing place, right? And then to the south is Kedareshwara, uh, or Kedarnath, right? Uh, of course, it's not south from, not south India, but this is the way it's usually understood. And so these are also three Jyotilingams. These are considered three important Jyotilingams. But the center one is where uh, Kashi stands. 
And there's also a tradition in, in Kashmir Shaivism, they have mantras to illustrate this point about the three spokes of Shiva's trishul. The central spoke, right? There's Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva. There is uh, the three shaktis of Icha Shakti, Kriya Shakti, Jnana Shakti, the three deities that control them of Lakshmi, Saraswati, Parvati, like that. But as on the center one is Parvati, it's the, the main shakti. But above the central spoke, right, is Mahakali. She's the transcendent beyond the, the manifested, right? Which is interesting, like that Kashi rests on top of the central trishul, and here it being identifying Kashi itself is Kali. Right? There's an uh, um, there's so many stories. I mean, there's we could whole seminars just on um, Kashi, but um, one story that 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 I was reminded thinking about these. There's a story where Shiva, we've mentioned the story before, there, there's a whole different version of the Leela, but the end result of however, the, whatever the cause and the instigation, Shiva cuts off Brahma's, one of Brahma's heads. Brahma has four heads, as we all know, right? But he didn't have four heads. He used to have five heads, right? And so something happened where there, where, where there's so many different versions, different Puranas tell different stories. But for whatever reasons, Maybe Brahma needed his head cut off, right? Maybe he had to come in, right? And needed to be humbled, right? Or maybe that's one version of the story that he thought, oh, I'm the, I'm the most important of the Trimurti, and Shiva got angry with his egotism. You have one head is bad enough. Imagine having five heads, you know? Like we have a big head, we have five big heads, it's a big deal, you know? And from them, all the Vedas come, you know? It's an easy to take yourself. I mean, he's also when he sits on a lotus being surrounded by sages singing his glory. So this is, it's easy to, so that, that type of thing that he had to cut him down. Others that he, he, in order to get something accomplished, Brahma was saying things to upset Shiva and, and, and elicit such a response, right? But whatever the reason, Shiva, with his trishul, cuts off his fifth head, right? And now he has his fifth head. But once he cut off Shiva's fifth head, Brahma's fish, fifth fifth. Shiva also has five heads, that's a problem. <laughs> His fifth head. Uh, you see, there is this, what is it, the um, Brahma Hitya, uh, the killing, there are certain sins that are really bad, right? Unforgivable sins, one of which is killing a Brahmin. And the reason, of course, is, oh, that, that's just trying to control the Brahmin, the Brahmin that are to control the lower cat. That may be like that, but there's a deeper interpretation, a, a deep interpretation. If you kill a Brahmin, you kill a Vedic lineage. Right, these are families that that are that are passing on to their children. The reason we know the Veda is because they pass it on to their children. So even if they're horrible people and you kill them, there's one more lineage of, of mantras and knowledge that dies. Right, so that's one of the ways to justify such statements that killing a Brahmin is bad. <clears throat> killing anybody's bad, but killing a Brahmin is really bad because you also kill the Vedas. That's you're killing a Vedic lineage. Right, uh, um, so. Of course, Lord Brahma is a Brahmin, but he's the Brahmin. He's like Brahma, <laughs> like the Brahma of the Brahmins, where the word almost come from, you know, a not unrelated idea. And so then Shiva now has committed a very grave sin of killing a Brahmin or killing Brahma, even though Brahma's still alive. This is, this is the way the story goes. And so what happened when he had Shiva's head, I mean, you, uh, Brahma, Brahma said, imagine he takes a head and cuts off something like that. And now... And it goes to throw the head, and it, it I don't have my coconut cup with me. It doesn't go away, right? So now the, the cup is, or the, the, I've given something away. The, 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 the skull is now stuck on Shiva's hand, 
right? And and whatever he could do because of the sins, whatever whatever he can do, he couldn't. And so now he's wandering. This is one of the Bhikshatana Shiva forms. Shiva is cursed in a certain sense to wander the universe with a skull in his hand, and he can't. And and so he's hungry. He's so he's going every place and asking food. Bhikshatana is a begging for Shiva, and people put food into his cup, which is now a skull. But that's such an inauspicious thing, right? And that as soon as it hits the skull, the food disappears. So now Shiva is not only he's a thousand years trying to get rid of a skull that's stuck to his hand, right? But he's also hungry. Where Shiva doesn't eat, but you know, let's you have to accept some principles to make the story work, right? Um, uh, uh, and one point, Lakshmi, if I'm remembering the story properly, Lakshmi feels a little bit um, uh, merciful towards him. Feels sorry, her motherly affection comes out, and she cooks some food with his own her own hand and feeds him, and he takes it and it doesn't disappear. So he gets a little nourishment from Mother Lakshmi, right? But still, you can imagine. So you can see there's a tradition of some sadhus and babas that carry a skull cup, right, a, 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 a kapalika type of cup. And also, can you grab one of our skull cups, my, one of our coconut cups, my plates, you know, I'll show you, demonstrate something. You can grab my big one. I was, I was gifted a very auspicious heirloom, which we use. Yes, so this is, so I don't have a, I mean, I, I have a skull, but I don't have a skull cup that I eat my food out of, but this is the vegetarian version of it. This is from a type of coconut. Um, I think the English word for it is like coco de mar, a, a sea coconut, co coconut of the sea. They, they, they grow in the like Ottoman islands, you know, in the, in the Indian Ocean, Adam, Adaman Islands, yeah. And they, they, since ancient times, they, they, they land on the, on the beaches of Kerala, and then people make, and also, you know, the water pots you see, they're made of the same they put a wood thing in a handle and make the water pot. So this is a, a remnant, in a certain sense, from this story, not unrelated to the story of Shiva carrying around a skull cup. So this is a vegetarian version of the skull cup. You know? And, and this, this one's actually over 100 years old. And it was gifted to me, my, guru, my sannyas guru, this was, he, I asked him whether the, one of the water pots was available. They're really hard to find. Because the problem is these have become, they're not extinct, but they're almost extinct. Right? They no longer fall you can go to the Adamant Islands and maybe buy one in the shop or something, but uh, they no longer they no longer are on the beaches of Kerala, and therefore they're becoming very very costly. They used to be the sign of a poor, unfortunate beggar begging monk going, from, "Can you stare a little bit of rice? I'm hungry." Type thing. Uh, now it's a sign. Oh, look at his big cup. You know, like his big. You know, because <laughs> they're expensive. So now it's become like a sign of, you know. I couldn't afford it if I wanted to buy one. That's what I'm all down to. Because luckily I was gifted it. But it comes from this. That this and some actually, some like Agoris and certain types of, they're the sect of Shaivism called the Kapalikas. That one of their distinctive features is they carry around, like Baida, they carry around a, a skull cup. Right. So in the story, he wandered around the world, uh, hungry and not being able to drop this cup as a beggar. And then finally he gets to Kashi. And he goes to take a bath in the river, right? And the holiness of the river, Akashi, the Ganga, immediately destroys. One of the things a bath in the, in, the, in the Kashi does, it destroys the sin of killing a Brahman, or killing Brahma, perhaps, right? And immediately the skull falls from his hands. Like, ah. So that shows uh, that even, but shows you that Kashi, which is sacred because of Shiva, it's basically Shiva's city, right? But it's, it blessed Shiva. Whoever, whoever Shiva is, whoever you think Shiva is, Kashi 
blesses Shiva. The Ganga Kashi blesses Shiva. It purifies even Shiva. So what must Kashi be? That's kind of the way the stories are told, you know. Uh, there's another story that um, that uh, um, Parvati, when they were there, Parvati, uh, 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 I'm, I'm maybe not getting these stories perfectly uh, accurate, but more or less, I'm thinking of some of Govinda Bhakami Govindananda, my guru who lives in Kashi, the way he told the story. But he says that that Shiva likes this, he was planning to leave, right, and he and he left, right, he left Kashi, right, because Shiva leaves places, right. But Parvati, she cooked some very good food for him. And he turned around and walked back. And, 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 said back. and, and remember, the Ganga flows from Shiva's hair. Right? So there in Kashi, um, it's called Uttavahini Ganga. That it flows... See, usually the, the Ganga... Um, uh, uh, which way does it flow? It flows the Ganga across, across west the... West to east. If we're, west to east, right? Yeah. But in Kashi, for it, it yeah, turns around and goes goes um, northward. Uttaravahini, uh, that which flows or lives northward, right? And so, because the, Shiva turned around, the Ganga followed Shiva a little bit, and he came back because Parvati is a really good cook, right? And therefore, Shankarachari wrote a hymn, Annapurna Sarapurna, about Annapurna about about the goddess of Kashi. Right, Parvati as the cook who cooks for Shiva, who's such a good cook, is such a loving cook that even Shiva, whose nature is to leave, right, could came back, left, but came back, was smelled her cooking, you know, came back, right. Annapurna Sadapurna Shankara Pranavalavi, you know, oh, oh, Annapurna, this is a name for Parvati, goddess of food, Sadapurna, who's always full of food, right, uh, who's fully full, always full, Sadapurna, Shankara Pranavalavi. Who is the who is uh, um, the life and soul of Lord, Lord of Shiva, right? He says, and then remember, because there's a lot of you know. So, so we have to we're going to her for some biksha. So it's like Shiva. So, jnana varagya siddhartam biksham dehi chaparavati. Biksham dehi means oh, please give me some some alms. When a long Brahmin boy gets a sacred thread, he has to go to all the women. Bhavati biksham dehi. Oh auspicious noble woman, please give me some food. Give me some from uh, bhiksha, some alms. So what does Shiva pray to Parvati? The real, uh, 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 or what do we pray for her? Not just food. We pray for um, jnana, vairagya, and siddha. We want knowledge, we want renunciation, and we want perfection. So it's her, I mean, the Anapurna Stotam, is, uh, this is the final verse of Anapurna Stotam, mm. famous verse, but the whole thing is extremely beautiful and describing this Leela and this quality, right? So, so the goddess of, of Banaras is Anapurna, right? And so the most important temple at Banaras is Kashi Vishwanath Temple, right? Uh, uh, very ancient, one of the Jyoti Lingams, um, um, extremely ancient temple. But just near walking distance is the Annapurna Temple. Because where, where he is, why is he sitting there? Because Parvati is a really good cook and she's just around the corner cooking something nice. You know, kind of the mood of the, of the thing. Annapurna. And actually the Kashi Vishwana Temple for many years was one of those temples that non-Hindus weren't allowed. And even now non-Hindus aren't allowed, but it's no longer Hindu by birth. Now as long as you're Hindu and by faith and by belief and by culture and by dress and behavior... And you show your passport, you can use to get in, you know. You drink things, yeah. Uh, but uh, now I think it's easier as long as you do the, you go through the proper channels and have the proper respect, you can, people can get in. Uh, but 
20 years ago it was impossible it was like not just not possible it was it was not possible it was very unlikely to get in right uh, but Annapurna she's a loving Shiva sometimes a little rough you know he's he's not that attached to any of us <laughs> so it doesn't matter to him whether we see him or not you know we, we may have a strong desire to lead toward Shiva but Shiva doesn't care if we see him or not so he's not going to go out of his way to make it easy for us you know but Annapurna has always been open right so you, you can if you if you don't get to if you don't many people who don't get to see uh, Lord Shiva they can at least they get you know full blessings of Annapurna the priest will put garlands on you and tie string you know you can get the full satisfaction uh, uh, and actually our we have an Annapurna Murti where is she above Holy Mother above Holy Mother and the, and the, and the, above, and the white shrine above Holy Mother there's a little narrative that there's a lion there there's also a, a, a Murti of Annapurna I'm not sure if that's the original one or not but Usha actually went this is when she one of the times when we weren't allowed now she's gone many times to see Kashi Vishwanath but one time she went was Pornadas Bao and his wife and was not allowed in and was very upset so they took her they bought an image of Annapurna offered it to Annapurna and so we you know Ma never rejects us you know Ma will we can hold Ma will let us in and so that's still being worshipped on our shrine all these after all these years Annapurna the name uh, uh, Kashi, it's there's an old, there's also uh, in the scriptures Kashi the name Kashi is there and the and the name Varanasi is there, and Varanasi has a very it's a, it's an exact definition, right? It's um, Varuna the Varuna and the Ashi. There's two rivers that flow into the Ganga. There's the Varuna River and the Ashi River, right? And and so Varanasi is the spine is the place between the Varuna, the Varuna and the Ashi River. That's the Chaitra. So if you want to die and attain liberation, you have to die on the third side of the river and between these two streams, right? And, for, and, and there's many on the glory, the bathing at the junctures, but now you wouldn't. Unfortunately, the Ganga is very dirty, we know, right? But the Ashi River is like a sewer. You know, it's like it, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't even look at it, you know, what to speak of. Maybe it's been cleaned up. I don't know. I haven't been there in many years. Ganga, they say, is 2% cleaner. It looks a little cleaner from Varanasi. But it's not that it hasn't actually been cleaned, unfortunately. Uh, but the 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 Varun, the, uh, the Ashi River is. I mean, it's described. Oh yeah, across the river with the with the with the sewer ditch. That's how they describe it almost. It used to be an ancient holy river st- stream, right? But so where Varunan and Ashi River meet, this is considered that is the place, right? So it's also known as Banadas. Banadas is a fairly recent uh, name. Uh, some say, oh, there, there was an ancient king, there is a Banada, an ancient king named Banada, and therefore it's known as named after him. That's unlikely. Most people probably think that it's a, it's a Bing- there's a lot of Bengalis, there's always been a lot of Bengalis in Varanasi, right, in, in Kashi. And, uh, even now there's a lot of Bengalis, and Bengalis love Kashi, you know, it's a common pilgrimage place, but a lot of Bengali neighborhoods and culture there. Um, and so it may be most likely a, um, uh, a, a Bengali pronunciation of Varanasi became Varanasi and then Bana, it changed over time it migrated the, the sounds to, to Banadas that's, I think that's probably true right and it's so it's a place of ancient so it's it, the, the most famous temple is the, the Kashi Vishwanath of course um, the second most famous temple is uh, the Kedarnath Lingam the uh, Gori Kedar it's called it's called um, um, and that is one of my favorite temples in the world. And, and there's no, anybody who's walked right, and there's no restriction, there's no, 
No, you have to show. You don't have to show ID. You just walk right. You know, <laughs> prove anything and put special marks on your head in order to pull it off or something. It's no problem. You can go right in, and uh, uh, very special. But actually, so you have like you know Kashi Vishwanath. That's the main Jyoti Lingam. But Kedarnath, there's Gauri Kedar. That's supposed to be the Shiva of Kedarnath, which is in the Himalayas. And you go somewhere else. There's also Omkareshwara. There's another Shiva Lingam. That's the Shiva from. The Narmada, Omkadeshara we mentioned, right? And you go somewhere else and there's also the um, um, Somnath. There's a Somnath temple. right? It means that all the Shiva Lingams, all the Jyoti Lingams are found in Kashi. Right? And so that's interesting that you don't accept the idea that why would you have, you'd have to like, like we leave here, we, we live in a beautiful holy place, right? And, and very comfortable, beautiful weather, a lot of comfort, right? Not much, not much austerity as far as just surviving like that. We have hot water, you know, you know, right, you know, and and not long lines and for gasoline. We could do it and we have ma. So there's not a good reason like to leave, right? You go. We live on pilgrimage, right? That makes sense. We like we should going on pilgrimage soon, you know. We we, uh, but where do you want to go on pilgrimage? Oh, we want. I want to go to Kedar. I love Kedarnath. I'm sorry. I'm going to know the great devotee of Lord Kedar and uh, Himalaya. He loves Kedarnath, right? But they would say, oh, you know, once you get to Banaras, you don't have to Kedarnath is right there. You can go right. It's the exact same thing. He's always living eternally in Banaras. And you want, what about Somnath? Yeah, so Somnath, yeah, you can go to Gujarat. That's fine. Right? It's beautiful, no doubt. Right? But why do you have to? It's right here. Right? You don't have to. So every Tirta, every holy place, every, you want, there's a Balaji temple. That's, 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 um, um, you know, Vikanteshwara. He's also there. Every, every day, all the main, all the main shrines of all India are considered. But they've been there. I mean, they're old. These are old. They're not like modern temples. Oh, we have to build one that represents Sakshinishwar or something like that. You know, they're, these things, these are old, old shrines, ancient shrines, hundreds of years old at least, maybe long, maybe thousands of years old, right? So, so many. It's 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 so many temples, right? And another thing is, there, there's been since ancient times so many saints, right? If you think of so many of the saints that have made. Hinduism as we know it, you know, like and especially in North Indian Hinduism as we know it, that maybe even saved Hinduism as we know it during the um, invasions and, and colonial uh, attempts, right? Uh, like for instance, Tulsidas. Tulsidas is actually maybe it, uh, um, uh, yeah, it, it's uh, here in California in our group where we have a kind of a pan-Hindu culture or Bengal we have Bengali culture and a pan-Hindu culture, right? So Tulsi Das is one amongst many, right? But if you go in Allahabad, every, I mean, I've done that, you know, you're at a tea stand and anybody you're talking to, you're having a, a, a conversation with some gentleman at the tea stand or the tea seller itself, right? Immediately will start quoting in, in, in uh, Tulsi Das, uh, the Tulsi Das Ramayana is called. Rama Charitas Manas, right? The, yeah, uh, uh, it, it, people know it by heart, right? It, and especially if something to do with like where they are. Like in Allahabad, they immediately people immediately quote like when all the verses where Ram was in Allahabad, mm. when he crossed the boat, when he went to the Bharadwaj Ashram, when he saw the, the trees, like the, all that tree, and they immediately quote. I mean, people, everybody knows this is the and and it's. Within this simple hymn, I mean, a simple story, it's a retelling of, retelling of the gist of the Ram story was full of devotion and a universal, and as well, a non sectarian and, and an emphasis on bhakti and, on, and, and a beautiful uh, emphasis also on dharma, 
right? Our Guruji Swami Omananda, he, 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 he was telling us and told everyone Priyadas was wanted to start studying Ramayana. Tulsidas, he wanted an auspicious beginning to re, begin his readings of Ramayana, of Tulsidas Ramayana. And Guruji said, he will tell you how to be the perfect son, how to be the perfect husband, how to be the perfect wife, how to be the perfect father, how to be the perfect king, how to be the perfect servant, how to be the perfect master, how to be the perfect lover. I mean, like point by point, like it, it shows how to be the perfect sannyasi, how to be the perfect household, whatever your, your businessman, warrior. It's like it's, it's a highly idealized Verses, I mean, it's ideal, but it's but they shine in our minds, you know. And of course, you go to a place called Tulsi Ghat. There's a there's one of the one of the hundred eight ghats or more, ghats that are there in the bank of the Ganga there, in Kashi. Uh, Tulsi Ghat is, is and it's it's likely that this is this is where Tulsi was, if not, it's close to where he was. You know, it's it's long enough ago that the history gets a little messy. But you can go to a place where like, oh, this is where Tulsi wrote the Tanaman Chalisa, right? The original Hanuman Chalisa is in his own hand, is still in his family possession yeah. at Tulsi Ghat, right? We know somebody who used to sleep in the room with, with the original, our friend Bhagavandas, Phil Hollenbeck, who's a drummer. He said that when he was studying, he's initiated as a musician in one of the, the Gadanas, the musical traditions coming from, from Tulsi Das's family, right? And so he, he's like, like, yeah, like we'd sleep in the room with his Ramayana, handwritten, you know, the, you know, very powerful stuff, you know, and then the Sankat Mochana temple, there's all these so many things that were either established by associated by Tulsi, Tulsi Das, Kusami Tulsi Das, or um, things that are uh, built, built by him and established by him, right? And Kabir, I think Kabir, Kabir spent much of his time in, 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 in there. Uh, very famous, and then Ravi Das, these actually, there's a, there's a whole slew of um, devotional mystic saints that we like. Um, they're all in the lineage of Ramananda, uh, the Ramanandi type sampradaya, including uh, Kabir and Tulsi Das. Actually, were guru bhais by some understanding. That the same that this Ramananda was the um, guru. And then okay, maybe maybe some of you have read the autobiography of a yogi, and there is a great one of the yogis, and there is Trilangya Swami, right? You remember? You know about Trilangya Swami? He was a Suppose as per the, everything in the autobiography of a yogi is fantastical, and so he's one of the fantastical yogis and a fantastical story about fantastical yogis, right? And so, but he's historic. I mean, there's photographs of him. He's not a made-up person. He's, there's, there's there's photographs of him, and Sri Ramakrishna met him, so we know him. We have good evidence that he's a real person. Uh, uh, but he huge body. He was I don't know five hundred pounds or something like that. A huge body like that. And you Leo completely naked, and um, he lived on the one of the, one of the far ghats, farthest from Ashigat, near the uh, one of, down there. And uh, uh, and completely like a city, completely miraculous. Everything he did was miraculous. He was, I mean, he's like if you hear when you hear about yogis like walking through walls, and he's that yogi who would he's the type of yogi that would be seen doing things like this, right? But when Sri Ramakrishna went to Banaras, he met Tulangaswami, and they had a um, a very good uh, satsang together, and Sri Ramakrishna made a couple comments of, about him. One is that he's he's Kashi Vishwanath personified. He's he's the the Lord. He's that Shiva Vishwanath in human form. He is the incarnation of Kashi Vishwanath. But he also made a little bit of critique. Sri Ramakrishna, one of the few people who, could, who can critique a saint, 
It's Ramakrishna, you know, that, that, all that he had a little bit more sadhana to make in order, you know, he, he's not, he's not fully baked, but he's pretty baked. <laughs> he's right, you know, he's way up there. A lot of, a lot of people have been offended by Ramakrishna's snake meat, but it's not an offense, it's just, this is, yogis can discuss amongst themselves this way, right, uh, 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 but Sarlanga Swami is one, and maybe it's, maybe it's, uh, I'm thinking, maybe, maybe I'm, uh, um, uh, Mark Twain met Trilingus Swami. I'm not sure. He met a couple of important saints there, but Jeremy Krishna met him. And I think he's mentioned the autobiography. Does Yogananda meet him in the autobiography? It's been a long time. I haven't read it since the high, high school, so I have to admit. But, I, but I'm, I mean, there's a lot of stories about Trilingus Swami. I'm not sure if he met him, or it's a lot of stories of Hari Mahashai, the guru of the guru of Paramahansa Yogananda. His house is in Banaras. Another, these are modern saints of more recent time. Um, uh, just recently, Komalakanta was in Banaras and he took pictures. No. No, no, no. Adi Keshav was in Benares. He took pictures of the door of Larry Masha's family. He's still, his descendants live there. It's still their house, you know. This is where the whole Kriya Yoga movement started from behind those wooden doors, you know. Very, very important. And then there was another saint named Bhaskaranand I mentioned before. He was a Naga Baba, uh, uh, Bhaskaranand. I think he's Saraswati Dashnami Sanyasi. And he was considered a very great saint. Holy Mother met him and had a great, uh, and actually he apologized a little bit. Right, because he was completely naked. Holy Mother was a very bashful, verminical Bengali Brahmin widow type, you know. And, uh, and he says, and he says, please don't mind, Mother. This is only just plumbing. Don't mind. <laughs> that was his statement. That's just plumbing. Because no, no, you, you know, see, she understood. <laughs> she wasn't. She didn't hang around with, with Nagababas. You know, that's the point. But he was a, a true Nagababa. You can look at Baskarananda. You can see these great black and white pictures of him. He's like one of the great siddhas of Banaras. And uh, another uh, famous of, of, of more recent times, Ananda Moima. She spent a lot of her time in Banaras. And her ashram is very powerful there. So many leelas are there. And they have a very unique image of her. In th- You've seen the three-faced image? Yeah. It's like, it looks like it's like three-faced, it's, it's three statues in one. And it's her three different ages. As a young woman, as a middle-aged woman, as an old woman. I think bronze or copper or something. Very interesting. Her rooms are there, and I think the Samadhi, maybe the Samadhi of her mother may be there. Muktananda Saraswati. Muktananda Giri. Have you seen pictures of her? You've seen pictures. Have you seen pictures of none of my ma's mother? She was a sannyasini, right? You the shaved head. Usually, a lot of in the early pictures you see her, she'd always just sitting just in a chair behind none of my ma. Right? Just sitting with a shaved head and, and garo cloth, and you know, you know, just sitting there, you know, never said anything. But none of my ma said of her. Muktananda, that there is no state, no power, no realization mentioned any yogic scripture that she has not experienced and attained. But she was just sitting there quietly behind. <laughs> That's interesting. And also, and from, I, was, I didn't have the blessings to meet her, but I know people who were with Ananda my Ma, both when Didi Ma was there and when she passed, and after she passed away. And he said that Ananda my Ma, that the, the certain power about her, changed when her mother died that like part of like she was the face but almost like this old toothless shaved head woman in the background was like the real power and it's interesting because who's Ananima, whoever we consider Ananima to be right that has a mother right you know like there's something about the mother or the grandmother you know like the you know it's like you know it's like Jesus is God the second person of the Trinity the creator of heaven and earth Yet somebody gave birth to him. So who's she? You know, there's a power, there's a source. He may be powerful, but where is the power coming from? Type idea. 
Now, and, and you leave me with, oh, no, no, my mother, the blissful mother, mother, mother. But from those who knew her that, I, that we met, they said she had no, she did not manifest motherly. People tried to mother, 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 right? That she was, she was like, this is a cosmic sage. And she was, a, she says, uh, she's Purna Brahma Narayana. She never said, I'm, I'm Ma, I'm Kali, I'm Durga, I'm, I'm your mother. You know, come here, babies, or something like that. It wasn't like that, you know. She was, you know. But whoever she was, whatever that unique manifestation in human history, none of my mom, and a lot of it took place in Banaras, her mom <laughs> is even more mysterious, for sure. <clears throat> and then, of course, Sri Ramakrishna also went there. You want to close? Can you, you can close? Yeah, you can close. Get it. The wind's going to start coming in. Thank you. Um, uh, the, um, what is it? Um, Sri Ramakrishna, when he went on a pilgrimage, it's a little uncertain. There are some scholars are are debating whether he went twice on pilgrimage or once on pilgrimage. It was a long pilgrimage. He went with um, Matur Babu, the manager of the Dakshinishwar temple. And part of their, they went to Vrindavan, they went to Allahabad, they went to many places, including Banaras. I think they were, in my mind, they were there for months, but I think more recently I read there were only like three, four days he was in Banaras, right? And, um, uh, and so he had some interesting experiences. Uh, for starters, he considered it so holy that he wouldn't go to the bathroom in Banaras, in Kashi. It was so divine, right, that he'd take a boat to the other side. And, and Banaras has a thing, if you die on this side, you're liberated. If you go to the other side, you go to hell. <laughs> and so there's like this ancient city, and on the other side, there's just sand. People go there to go to the bathroom. You know, and, they, and they grow pumpkins, and you know, like they use the sand to grow appropriate things that you grow on the Ganga Bank in the sandy well, Bank of the Ganga. Fertile at yet sandy things that grow in fertile sand, you know, right? Uh, uh, so you, the farmers over there like that. So he would actually go there. Finally, I think it got too much, and then he just started going to the bathroom like in, in a normal, in a more normal way. But he would he considered it so holy, and then he also had this thing. I mentioned it last time, that uh, that that he's had this line that Gangavari Brahmavari, that the water of the Ganga is liquid Brahman, right? He says that that while Brahman is everywhere and everything is non different from Brahman in some sense, in certain other sense. Some things are directly Brahman. He said the Ganga water of the Ganga is Brahman. The dust of Vrindavan. Uh, the Prashad of Jagannath. And then he added, after going to Banaras, it says the very atmosphere of the air of Banaras. Right? Just because that is the air. It's, he considered it so charged. It was directly Brahman. Right? I'm happy to have breathed. I've gotten all four of them in. I've drunk Ganga water. I've eaten Jagannath Prashad. I have... Uh, and uh, dust from Vrindavan, and we breathed <laughs> the polluted air of yet the the the, the non different from Brahman yet also highly polluted air of Banaras. How that works, I don't know. Right, and then he also went on a boat, and and there's a very famous, the most famous burning ghat. Uh, um, thousands of people get cremated there. There's three burning ghats in Banaras. The main one is the. the Manikanika, Manikanika got, Manikanika got, um, and he saw he was on a boat, and it's a very common thing if you go to Banaras, you take a boat ride, and you, it's a very extremely beautiful, especially at sunrise or at sunset, very incredible. The aesthetics is overwhelming, so he did. He went on such a boat ride, and when he got to Manikanika, he saw two things. He saw the city was was not was made of gold. He saw the real Banaras is not this beautiful. Historic yet rundown, you know, uh, city that we see have stone and concrete and whatever wood, whatever it's made out of. Right? He saw the real thing is made of gold. 
interestingly enough, I sometimes compare it in in Bengal, the, the great um, monument of British um, of the British Raj is the Queen Victoria Memorial. It's an exquisite. It's one of the great buildings of the world, really. Right. And Sri Ramakrishna, it's in the center of Maidan, the center of Calcutta, of the of the, of the city of the British area of Calcutta. And Sri, when one time Sri Ramakrishna said, "Oh, I went there and saw, and Mother revealed to me." Right. It's just bricks stacked upon one on top of the other. Right. Now it's just just a stack. It's just a pile of bricks. This glorious building, Benares, this rundown old city. Right, uh, he saw is made of gold. You know that's one thing. His from his spiritual vision, he was seeing what it really was. Right. The other thing he saw that on the as bodies are being cremated, he saw Mother Tada, Mother Kali, form of Tada, the cremation form of Kali, and one of Tada's things that like Kali holds a sword. Tada sometimes seen with scissors, right? Either a different type of sword or a scissors, right? And he said that she she'd see go from body to body and and cut their karmas away right and and then she sees shiva go from 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 body to body and and, and give the tataka mantra the liberating mantra right uh, and and then he saw the, the souls leaving and and going and becoming liberated and so this is because the question is like how do you become lib- uh, like the scriptures what if okay you, if you die in banaras you're liberated how does that work what you know it's like the scriptures I mean, of course, there's scriptures that say, if you want to quote scripture, the scripture says you die in Benares, you're liberated, right? But other scriptures also say, as long as one has selfish desire or karmas, one is, is reborn, if, even any desire, as long as one does not have knowledge, without knowledge, it cannot be, there, has to be, there can, has to be rebirth, right? Knowledge would lead, ignorance would lead to birth, and therefore knowledge is, and so dying in a city doesn't give you knowledge. Dying in a city doesn't, remove your, doesn't mean your karmas are finished. Dying is, or Sri Ramakrishna one time, interesting, I was, recently meditated on this one line when um, um, Hazra and one of the characters in the gospel says that I think you know it's like it, 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 Hazra is like oh I think it says in the Vedas right or he's quoting something like that, that that you have to only in a woman body can you attain liberation right that was his challenge to Sri Ramakrishna and Sri Ramakrishna and he said what about Rob, uh, what about he starts mentioning like four or five famous females that are considered liberated right that's ridiculous they all attain liberation through devotion Right? And then he says, only devotion would lead to liberation. That's Ramakrishna. It could be knowledge leads to liberation, pure bhakti leads to liberation, right? Or some, removing, of, being completely free of desire leads to liberation, being free of any uh, unfructified karma, fructifying karmas leads to liberation. How does dying in Banaras lead to liberation? That's the question, right? But Sri Ramakrishna, so that's one, one answer. It's like, oh, what about their karmas? Ma herself is cutting off her karmas. Right, you know, do they have knowledge? Shiva himself is initiating them to a trans, the, the liberating mantra. If that's what's happening, it satisfies all the requirements. You can be, you know, have knowledge, full devotion. Swami Chaitan, he he told he tells a story where he he go to Banaras. He's told so many stories about interviewing the swamis in Banaras, right, from, from his latest books on the old sadhus of of, of the Ramakrishna mission. And there's one he says, so I have a question. It is to one sadhu in Banaras. It says. It says that if you die in Benares, you attain liberation. Yes, it says that. But Vedanta says, right, <laughs> that only with knowledge one has liberation. Right? They can't both be true. Right? 
And then the Swami is like, like you're trying, we're, we've all come here, you rascal, or you man. You're, this is the, fault, the, 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 the nature of youth. We're old men, we've come to die in Menaris, now you're trying to ruin our faith. That dying here, like, like, you know, young people can say, old people, you don't say this, old people who've come to Menaris to die. And as many people are just waiting to die, they're going to die there. Right? But he gave an answer. He says, imagine that if you, if, uh, uh, at the moment of your death, right, the one you love the most, God himself, Right, appears before you, right, and in which at that moment your 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 emotions are choked, your mind is choked, devote. You know, it's like, like, do you have any other desires? No. Do you have any other thoughts? No. Do you have anything deviating your mind from pure devotion? No. Do you, I mean, it's like it's that such such a vision. If it's a grace of God, not only, you know, that will satisfy all those requirements, right? And in same principle, Sri Ramakrishna said, "Those who think of me." People, those who thought of me even once, then the, the, I shall come the time after death and they'll, they'll, they'll be liberated in this life. Well, how is that possible? So many people think of Ramakrishna. We think of Ramakrishna. But we, have, we don't have any of the qualities mentioned in scriptures that cause liberation. So that's true. But if satisfying his own promise, he shows up at the time of your death and you've spent your whole life loving him, what will you, what will you think? Right? All those requirements for liberation may, come, may flash in that moment of revelation, the response to that moment of revelation. Interesting enough. So, so Benares is also, of course, a very holy city, but it's a very ancient city of learning, right? Uh, uh, the great ancient, um, I can't say ancient universe, but the, the, the pun, it's a place of punditry, right? Sanskrit learning, Sanskrit knowledge. Also a place of Ayurveda, place of, um, um, of um, I, the, like, one, at one point, if you, if you wanted to demonstrate your school of thought, if you have you know you have a new school of thought or you you're the big swami on on in, in the right now, what do you do? You go and you um um you have to go to Benares and and and, and be challenged. It's our, it's the ancient world's way of um what they call it the um uh, peer review, right? Here anybody can claim anything, right? Before people would challenge you. you know, what are you saying? That's not in the scriptures. How is that? In the, you know they challenge they challenge the points, right? Logical points, points of grammar. Right, you, like you'd think that only because you don't. You, the reason you have this philosophy is because you don't know Sanskrit, right? If you knew, if you knew basic grammar, you would not think such. A, I mean, they just challenge you at every point, you know. And so this is a place for that also. That you think even Lord, even Lord Buddha, his first sermon is in Sarnath, which is a suburb now. Nowadays, it's a suburb of Benares, right? It's a, it's a day, a day trip, you know. It's basically within the Benares Chaitra. It's it's equivalent, you know. So even he gave his first sermon. It's a very important place even in Buddhism. Um, Shankaracharya also, he went during his preaching tours and, and the Vijaya, the Vijaya tours, he had to go to Benares and, it, and he was challenged by the pundits of the time. Even um, uh, Sri Chaitanya, during his pilgrimage, he was in Benares and he was also, um, yeah, he had to, he had to, um, of course, he wasn't there to debate, right? Actually, he was just there, he was there in ecstatic devotion. And so uh, uh, some pundits of the place said, you're a sannyasi and you don't even know Vedanta Sutra. Right? So the whole leelas of the, of the very important leelas. Actually, there's an interesting leela that happened there, I remember it. Sarabhoma Bhattacharya, I think, is his name. I think. Sarabhoma Bhattacharya. Um, he said, no, you're, you seem to be such a nice pukka sannyasi. Right, you're radiant, full of light, full of devotion, like that. But you don't, you know, of course, you can't say you don't know Sanskrit. Uh, Chaitanya was a pundit, logician, 
and a Sanskrit scholar in his youth, he knew, but he had not studied the Vedanta Sutra, or a certain category of text, right? Uh, uh, uh. And so he says, a sannyasi should know the Vedanta Sutra. Right? He says, okay, you teach me? Yes, I shall teach you. Right? You come, you know. And so he, for several days he came, and, and Chaitanya only listened to his exposition. But he never asked a question. Right? And so the pundit, this, this uh, great scholar, he get a little bit offended. Right? And, he, and, and he said, you don't have a single question? Did you understand nothing of what I've said? You have no understanding? Are you so dull? He says, the verses I understood perfectly. Your commentary makes no sense to me. <laughs> right? You know, the verses you, you describe, the verses, they're, they're, they're actually quite clear, the verses. But your, your explanation, may, and he was super offended. Because he's like the <laughs> foremost scholar of Vedanta Sutra in, in, in Vedanta, you know, like that. And so, and kind of, there are three versions of it in the different, uh, that I know of in, in, in the Chaitanya literature. So yeah, I'm giving a summary story version of it. So he's kind of like, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are that you could say that, that I don't know, that my, my exposition doesn't mean anything, doesn't, didn't, didn't uh, say anything? And then it says, some versions have that he, then Chaitanya revealed himself with six arms, called the, we have a form, the Sadbuj form in the corner, where he has, he's, his original form is Sanyasi, the Kamandalu Danda, although he didn't have a Kamandalu Danda at the time, but symbolic. And the arms of, of holding a flute of Krishna and, and this bow and arrow of Ram. Right? So who do you think you are? I'm the one the Vedanta Sutra is talking about. Right? I'm that Brahman that you're inquiring into in verse one. Now an inquiry into Brahman. I'm that Brahman. I was born as, as Krishna, I'm Krishna, I was born as Ram, I'm, you know, that type of thing. Other versions, that that's the iconographic form of the six arms. We have we love this form. Um, but it actually shows that first he showed himself as Ram, then he showed himself as Krishna, then he, you know, there's, it's a visionary experience, a revelatory experience. That also happened right there in Benares. Mm. Right. And Vishwanath temple, Vishwanath's temple is very old, mentioned in the, in the Skanda Purana. These are very old texts. And so I'm going to check the time. Six fifteen. Okay. There's so much more. I, oh, there's another thing. I, I, I'm not ready. I lost. I scribbled some notes a month ago, and I've lost a page where I, I didn't type the note. I scribbled the note. It's been a month ago, right? And I was just beginning to like. Oh, I was driving home from some work, and I was thinking. Oh, I was just thinking about. Benares. I love Benares, and I, but I don't. I'm not. I haven't been there. That I was gonna say. I have a love. A love fear relationship with Benares. I'm convinced Lord Shiva has great love for me, and he wants me to attain liberation. And he knows that the only way, or the most, the most um, uh, reliable way for Swami Bhadrati liberation is to die in Benares. So he's tried to kill me there many times, <laughs> out of mercy. It's, I've gotten so sick of Benares. Every time I spent the night there, I've been almost where I think maybe I'm going to die in Benares. This is, it's, it's a blessing, but it wasn't my plan. And you know, it's like, you know, you start thinking, you know, it's like, not, not yet, you know. You can't say not liberation yet. That's a stupid thing to say. But anyway, you know what I mean. <laughs> but so now, interesting. Now, usually now the way it goes, I go to Benares like for the day, and see Kashi Vishwanath, <laughs> bathe the Ganga, you know, do something, and then go back to all about or take the flight or train wherever I'm going. I kind of plan it that way. It's just I haven't spent the night there in a long time, you know. <laughs> but no, I've done two, three times. I've gotten the most sick I've ever gotten. Where you know I'm passed out for four days straight and not been able to work, you know that type of that type of sickness. You know, like I remember the first time I was, the friend who was taking care of me, I said, "Please arrange for my 
my cremation at the Monte Carlo Cagati. <laughs> my family will send money for the. You have to bribe my way into the line or something like that. You know, it's like oh, stop being dramatic. You'll be fine. You know, it's just stomach problem. You know? <laughs> but uh, so, but I was I was thinking you know, about about Benares. I mean, we can talk about Benares. I can tell stories about the saints and its history and its its topography and I mean all all those very fascinating things. But it's listed as a name of Kali. Why is it a name? And in the Kali, it's not just like a, a name, the names or holy things associated with you. Why is it it's a name of Kali? Like, like you know, like Chinnamasta and, you know, Lakshmi and all these guys. Why is she a goddess? How is she Kali? How is it she? And then I remembered, oh yeah, there's some, there's something that I had to look at. I looked in that Dianek book in there, the stories. If you want to look at, to know this, you can, from my notes, but the things I scribbled were from the Dianek book, you know. And there's there's a whole story in ancient times where the you can cancel it. Thank you. Sorry. Oh, mom, mom, mom. Uh, uh, where there's a whole story where Shiva. There's a there's a reason that the the, uh, the whole world is falling apart due to Adharma. And there's no Dharma king. So they get a king. Like if he becomes king of Kashi, right? He can lead the whole world and reestablish Dharma. Right? And so they go to him. I'm forgetting their name. These are all my notes. I'm getting his name. And he says, I'll do it on one occasion. Shiva, Shiva has to leave Kashi. There's no, there's, no two, there's no two gods of Kashi. Right? And so they go to Shiva and Shiva. And they know that he won't like it. Right? Shiva and all the gods have to leave Kashi. Right? Because they're, they're going to take my position. Right. I'll do the job, but I have to be in control. Right. And so Shiva leaves Kashi and all the gods, all the Rishis, all the Tirtas, everybody leaves Kashi, leaving the king. And he does in fact lead dharmically and the whole world comes up, you know, that stuff. But then Shiva begins to long for Kashi. Right. And it's ascribed almost like a, a like a like a, a broken hearted lover, separated from his beloved. This type of thing. So so Kashi is Parvati in the story, right? He longs for her he, 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 in the same type of way. And so then he begins to send, okay, uh, uh, Brahma, you go and check it out. See what's going on. Or he sends some yogi. He sends Brahma, and Brahma goes in, and he, and he hides, and he, real, and, and he realizes he's not going to, they're not, he's not ready. And he says, well, since I'm already here, and I love Kashi, and I, I, if I go back to Shiva, he's going to be angry with me because I didn't get my job done of getting rid of this king and letting him come back. I'll just stay here. Right, and then he sends the sixty-four yoginis. So there's a sixty-four yogi. So bit by bit, all the all these uh, rishis and sages and devatas, Shiva goes, go check what's going on and come and tell me, or go fix this, get rid of that king, or do something. The whole series of stories. But finally, they, they you know, heaven's empty of gods. There's no yogis. There's no yoginis. There's no God, there's no Brahma, Vishnu. Everybody's Lakshmi. Everybody's missing. They're all hiding and playing different parts in Kashi, enjoying the holiness of Kashi. So finally Shiva comes back and the whole story. But this is the idea that Shiva himself longs for Kashi. Right? That must be why it's, it's, it's a name for Kali. It's considered, it's, a, it's the manifestation of his beloved, of his Shakti. Kashi. So I think it's... So the, the, next, the next name is Sachi. And then Sita... And then Sati, <laughs> I don't think we in ten minutes. I don't think we can get any. We can do the next one. Um, uh, 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 give it proper uh, credit. 
but I'll give you a little hint. Sachi is a wife of Indra. And then Sita is the wife of Ram, the Shakti Ram, or Vishnu, in this sense, like that. And then uh, uh, Sati is the wife, Shakti, of Shiva. So you're already seeing a theme, right? That, the, the, that she is the Shaktis. She's the female deities of Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva, right? As well as, therefore, she's Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva, the Shakti. Right, so there's a theme in there, and even I'm giving too much away because I'm just I, this is what I prepared, and I cannot not talk about it. <laughs> this is the only thing I prepared today. Everything else is from notes from last, <laughs> unlooked at notes from last from a month ago, right? But the word sachi itself comes, we get the word shakti from the same root, right? So Indra, sachi is Indra's shakti, right? But she's shakti itself, and from the development of shakti, indrani, indra. It can be traced from, from Purana, even early Vedic references, uh, hints, and then Puranic development in the stories, where even the idea of like, like the, 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 the consort of the main deity being the primary Shakti, that idea comes. So I think it's very interesting, this little cluster of name of Sachi, Sita, Sati, very interesting uh, collection. So I'm excited. We, so maybe... Next week is uh, Shamakali Puja, so we won't have class. Um, and also next week, because of Shamakali Puja, we've had to, um, due to some potential danger, actually it becomes it's a, it's a dangerous night. So many people come. This is uh, Diwali Shamakali Puja. So what we do is that we're open in the morning, regular time, ten till twelve, and then the evening, six till nine, we're open an extra hour. And it's pretty much there's no there's no puja. It just it just dark. people coming, people making offerings, and prashads being you know flower offerings, food and going because we'll we could probably get a thousand people here that night, and so we need to keep the the flow going. So people so people come make your offering and then give the parking space because the people outside are going to be freaked out trying to as you see sometimes you see we're completely full and there's a line of cars, so everyone's welcome. But please come. Make your offering and move along, as they say. <laughs> the joke. Make, offer your hearts of ocean and then go home. And actually, Diwali is a good night to be at home. Uh, await, uh, await Lakshmi's arrival also late at night. So that's to, uh, so we won't have class next week, and the following week we'll probably continue with these Shachi Sita and um, Sachi Sita. What did I say? Uh, Sati and Shakti. Oh, the final one, Shakti Parayana. And that she is no such a prayana, and she is the ultimate goal of everything. She is the point. That's another way of saying it. So the point of point of what the point of all of this, everything, including Sachi Sita. So we'll develop this. Thing. I'm getting to. I want to just start my talk now, but we'll have to be disciplined, which is not my strong point. So thank you for your kind attention. Are there any questions, comments, observations, stories? We actually have we actually have four minutes or something, theoretically. Okay, that settles it. Thank you. Hmm? The phone may not say, but we'll leave it on Facebook. Yes.